0: So I really don't have a clue how we start these things. What do most people do when they're starting their first pilot or same episode? With podcasts? I mean, you know we're actually podcasting now. This requires you to, you know, watch some podcasts at some point. Listen to podcasts. You don't watch podcasts. I kind of do. Okay, anyway, what they usually do, depending on how formal the show is, they'll be like, this is NPR, or something like that. But I don't think we're that formal. No, we're not. Or that good. No, uh we're not. <laughs> So there's a genre that CGB Grey and Brady Heron coined the term for, which is called the two dudes talking genre, which I think technically right now you and I are. Like, we plan on getting more people, like, maybe next episode we're going to get a third person. Will doesn't count, you know, he's... You mean the editor? Yeah, the editor. I'm not a person, no. Yeah. I mean, he's an editor, he knows his place, and his place is, you know, away from the mic. It's great. (laughs) He's in the palm of my hand because I am
1: the Lord, Savior, almighty, and I have the whole world, including the editor, in my hand. And Paul died. F*** you, Paul.
0: You can only talk about a Black Lives Matter movement for, I don't know, how long did we do it for, two hours? Depends on who you are.
1: yeah, And how down with the cause you are, or against the cause you are, Yeah. either way.
0: Like, there was a lot we went over, and there was a lot we didn't get into. So let's talk a little bit about stuff we didn't quite get into and stuff that's been done. Okay, go for it. Lead on. Body cameras. Okay. You know about those? Yeah. basic idea is that you basically have a cop that, you know, has a camera on his chest the entire time. And there's a fair amount of evidence found through some San Diego studies and various places in California where they have the money to do this and actually put, you know cameras on everyone's chest, because that's not cheap, is that there is remarkable lower rates of violence and quote-unquote improved behavior. Now, you can get into what that means and whether or not that's impeding the cops from doing their job properly, but the same study from San Diego that talks about the body cameras are only really effective when the officers don't know how to turn them off or on, which makes sense to me. But I've been hearing a bunch of stories about, you know, you have these body cameras, but the officers know how to turn them off. And so suddenly the thing glitches out when there's a questionable thing going on, right? It's like someone ends up beaten, someone ends up dead, and oh, look at that. The body camera stopped working. I'm not saying that, you know, all cops are bad. They're not. I also understand why they don't want to have body cameras. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to have... Myself watched all the time, but on the other hand, I've worked retail, I've worked food service. That's that job. You're always watched, basically. Okay, so you're talking about the behavior of yeah, I, LA, I, I put that you, in massive quotes. I mean, you, I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, like any any you know police force, any really, but when you said L.A. in behavior, it's off the point. But well, I said if,
0: San Diego. but The yeah. first
1: first thing I think of is Danny Glover in the movie Predator Two. Predator 2?
0: First thing I think of. Why's that? I haven't seen this in forever.
1: Um, basically just, it takes place in quote-unquote modern L.A. Basically it just, it's a sequel, so just lots of, you know, ah, we're swearing and we're all hard cops, yada yada. Yeah. Now as far as actually how I feel about body cams, I mean, I get all of it, honestly.
0: hmm
1: As far as like, you know, no, okay, starting off with the concept of this is why we can't have nice things. Mm. Some of y'all ruined for everybody. Now all of you had to spend time out and wear the body cams. Now I do understand why it, how it can, you know, get in the way of trying to get your job. I mean, there are some things. Well, some villains who are lawful evil, as it were, mm. uh, they use the rules in their favor, and sometimes you have to play dirty to get to justice or something like that. But at the same time, some of them are just assholes and just abuse their power, and yeah, you want that recorded because, you know, that was a dick move. Why is that guy dying for no reason other than just you're an ass?
0: Well, but this is the thing. This is why the rules are there. Like, if you have done something wrong, but for the right reasons, typically speaking, a jury will acquit you. It's like, let's go with the lazy. Thing here and say there's a ticking time bomb and there's a guy and the only way to get to where the ticking time bomb is is torturing the dude. Torture I think should still be illegal but chances are a jury would acquit him because he did the right thing even though it was not a good thing because he was put under stress but he saved more lives than he got rid of. Now for this I have a harder time seeing that jump. What's what like, that? And just... it's important to note that this is about like uniformed officers. This is not playing-clothed officers. This is not about detectives. This is not about people undercover. This is about the people who are ah. in the cruisers that you see most of the time.
1: Yeah, that's fair then. No arguments.
0: On the other hand, again, I get why cops don't like it. I wouldn't like it either. As as you said, it's a this is why we can't have nice things. And part of me wonders if the investment is worth it right like this is me thinking of the spreadsheet in my mind of amount invested versus return on investment Uh, and I don't uh, I don't have numbers for that because how do you quantify that it I would say overall landscape of the thing Mm -hmm.
1: no it's not grand scheme of things it is not because I mean I I do feel like you know most cops they're on the up and up so therefore I mean You're trying to find that... It's like that whole terrorism thing, you know? Like, trying to watch terrorism. I mean, like, 9 out of 100, you know, is on the up and up, but that 1 is what you're looking for. And same thing with dirty cops, you know? It's like, trying to find that 1 can be tricky. Although,
0: sometimes it's more than just 1, but those 1s are very good at hiding their flaws. Well, also, cops, because of the nature of their job, protect one another, because they're the ones that ultimately they, hopefully, can rely on. So there's the whole Brotherhood of Blue thing going on. So, yes, I agree a cop should report another cop of behavior, but that's like calling out your racist uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. Like, yeah, you should correct him, you should do something, but at the end of the day, you still gotta sit down and eat crappy turkey with the guy.
1: Also, if you do report him, then you're pissed your grandma's going to be pissed, your grandfather, you know.
0: Well, in, in this extended ex- metaphor, yes. Definitely. You're going to extend
1: a whole hornet's nest. And no, it goes the same with the uh, police force, you know.
0: Yeah, oh, you I know? agree.
1: Like, you piss up, you know, like, the higher-ups, well, I mean, the people in your branches will come down on you and haze you. And, you know, there are plenty of cases you've heard where, like, a cop has reported another cop and then had to switch jobs or leave the state because yeah. of the backlash.
0: Yeah, but it gets to, to that with the cops for this, right? you get the whistleblower cops who you know want to most likely talk about this and they feel something's wrong but they have a system inbuilt that prevents them from doing anything and it's both a professional one and a social one and that's really hard to beat and like i don't know how to fix that short of
1: why would you know how to fix that
0: because i'm smart (laughs) that's why i started a podcast so i can let people know how smart i am (laughs) It's the.
1: You've self-appointed
0: It's yourself. the intellectual equivalent of masturbation. It's great. Speaking of the government surveilling everything. Okay. The government also keeps track of the number of hate groups. Right. ICP is
1: apparently a, a gang group. Oh, it is. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise least, me. They at least were.
0: Nineties or two thousands. I'm not sure about now. But go on. So, and this ties into the Black Lives Matter movement. A Southern Poverty Law Center report found that the Klan, a you know, the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK, is on the rise. They grew from 72 chapters to 190 last year alone.
1: Backlash to Obama and Black Lives Matter, I'd say. And because Bontemps' album was just so dope that they were like, ah, oh, we can't do this
0: That'd be wonderful if that were true, but let's th- say that album is. came in 2016. Let's so, say it is. because sure. it's, so it's retroactively true. It was so <laughs> dope, it worked through time. It was great. Bay magic, and she increased the inf- uh, of the glutex fan. Yeah, it's great. But there's also an argument that this comes from, you know, Donald Trump and his rhetoric, which gets to our main topic. So let's talk about Donald Trump, and not Donald Trump himself. Let's go for it. Let's
1: talk about the concept of Donald Trump. The
0: the elephant in the room, which is a pun. Ha ha. Ha! I know. It's bad. Donald Trump himself is not that interesting to me, right? He and Scrooge McDuck are basically the same guy, except Scrooge McDuck is far more likable. He takes care of his nephews. It's true. He does. And he's not creepy about them either and says stuff like, i date my daughter. So... On that note, I stole something from (gasps) TheFederalist.com. I know. You thief. So we're going to play a game. And Will, you're invited to join here. Editor. I once saw Paul eat a baby. This is a game called Scrooge McDuck or Donald Trump. I'm going to tell you some quotes. You have to guess who said it. The point is, you can never be too greedy. Crap.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say both.
0: Both? I'm going to (laughs) say... Trump on this one. <coughs> ding 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 ding. Paul is right. Will is technically half right. Editor. <laughs> you. Uh, My money is the best friend I've ever had. Scrooge. I'm going to say Trump. <laughs> Paul is whooping you. Dude, <laughs> Again, that's, that's Scrooge this time. All right. All women flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected.
1: <laughs> oh, that's totally Scrooge's like dunk. I. I... I feel like that's Trump. And I feel like No, Paul, you're wrong. <laughs> and I agree but I do agree
0: with editor Sass there. <laughs> no, that's totally Trump. Yeah. Yeah, it's Trump. So number four. The beauty of me is that I'm very rich. I mean that's a coin flip on that one, but I'm, yeah. Well it's Scrooge, but that's a coin flip, <laughs> sure. I I'm just gonna say Trump. Will is right this time. That was Trump. <laughs> so let's go for the last one, and this will be Kind of a gimme. I actually don't have a bad hairline. (laughs) I... I have road trauma. (laughs) Because... Really? Not Scrooge? Oh, feathers! So that's my little game. And it just... Again, he's not that interesting himself, right? He is the quintessential big businessman. You know, New Yorker, full of bluster you know, kind of an asshole. And New Yorkers kind of view him like that, of, you know, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. You know, here's the
1: thing, though, I did actually watch a little bit of a thing of his. Getting ready for this, I just kind of (laughs) typed into the YouTube browser, or just Google browser. I'm so sorry. uh, Donald Trump in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm watching some of his manners and and such, and you know, he and I are kind of similar. (laughs) Except- Please go on. Except, I'm usually just being a troll. And he's, like, being sincere about it?
0: So here is the thing that a lot of Republican leaders suspect, well, okay. and Qu- I have a hard time debating. Quote-unquote quote, 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 sincere. Quote-unquote quote, quote, sincere, I Yeah, say. I know. Is that Donald Trump is an intentional spoiler put in there by Hillary Clinton to tank the Republican campaign. I don't believe that. I get why people think that. Because to me, if you were gonna try to tank the campaign, this is what you'd do. It would look suspiciously like this. And there's ample evidence because the Clintons and the Trumps are friends. Like Trump has backed Hillary Clinton before and like given them money. To be fair, he's given everyone money at some point. The Clintons were at Trump's wedding. The connections run deep, deeper than him with a lot of the Republican party. I can see where people come from from that. There has been some people from Trump's own camp who left, who have basically said that at first it was it was a joke, and I've then it that. just kept that. spiraling kept and kept going. And he's like, "Well, what the f? Why not?" So the question really comes to not what Trump is, but why Trump is. Let's be honest here. He's an embarrassment to America. Like I did not, I like I didn't like Cruz. I didn't like Kasich, but this gets to the primary process, who votes in the primaries, and why they vote in the primaries. Everyone in America recently had a civics lesson about how our government works, right? Because before this, I can guarantee you, most people didn't know what the hell primaries were. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, primaries, c*****s, and it's like, you know, c*****s, uh, There's a I mean, penis they, joke in there somewhere, but. I mean,
1: they, it kind of came up with the Hills versus Brock, you know, bit. A little. You know, but like, as far as this one, yeah, oh no. Yeah. Full frontal stage.
0: Well, it it was a much tighter race between Bernie Sanders and... Hills. And it was just more of a frantic race between Trump and everyone else, where any other time they would have been like, he's the nominee and they would have stepped back and everyone stayed in long after they would have otherwise, being in constant denial (laughs) Like back in 2012, all the crazies in the Republican Party got kicked out pretty early on, and that's what the primaries is mm-hmm. supposed to do. I voted in primaries for the first time this year. I have I've been a registered voter for the past nine years now. I didn't know about. I have time. never voted in a primary before this year because I've never cared enough. It's never been something that I felt was like important, and I can tell you, that's the same across the board. Like, and I'm a fairly politically active and aware guy, and most other people like me just don't. Well, it's funny,
1: actually. Um, you start talking about that, and it reminds me of doing like the mid-elections, and the how- The midterms, terms yeah. Yeah, and- I know. how it became clear that, oh, well, you know, there's a clean sweep, because no one was really electing, and it showed. I mean, nobody was
0: voting, and it showed. Yeah. Well, the people who vote in the midterms are the same people who vote in the primaries, to some degree. And for, like, everything. These are people who live and breathe this stuff. They are, frankly, the extremes. They are the people who, like, are hardcore believers. They are the people who are, frankly, you know, kind of nuts. So this is what... You shouldn't judge them on their ways. Yes. No, no. That's not how this show works. I will not judge you based on your skin color. I will not judge you based on your religion. I will not judge you based on your sex or who you choose to sleep with. But your decisions, sir, those I can judge. I will judge the f*** out of those. So you're saying if I... I have a dream where I can judge you by the content of your character and call you an (laughs) asshole? I'm
1: a bastard. I I I know, we established this earlier. Everybody agreed to that.
0: Mm It's what Martin Luther King Jr. would have wanted. Where I hate you because of who you are. I'm sure that's... I'm paraphrasing that speech somewhat. No, it's word for word. Word for word. Got it. Cool. Same thing. Good. I'm glad you know it by heart. Yes.
1: Yeah. I read it last week. Before you go to bed. Uh, I'm not going to discuss... Remember what we talked about earlier about not knowing my uh, endeavors? Your your sexual preferences? Not going further
0: than that. Alright. It's strange where I run into that, but okay. (laughs) I didn't realize historical civil rights figures were in there, too. I
1: wasn't that. I mean. Anyways, continue on. (laughs) Keep going. Keep Keep going. going, Keep going. Editor's note Paul most likely has a pinup of Rosa Parks, right?
0: (laughs) Anyway. So we have just nutty people, frankly, who usually vote in these elections and these primaries and caucuses. So what does that promote, right? That promotes people who are, frankly, on the fringe. So you get people who have to go further and further to the right, further and further to the left. This is mostly a right problem, I've found, but in some degree to the left. Left can be kind of lazy, though, at voting. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I mean... No, they're very... They are. There's an old saying about Republicans versus Democrats. Democrats fall in love. Republicans fall in line. Okay. Where basically they'll, like, Democrats need to fall in love with the candidate. The Republicans in general will just go, yes, sir, and, you know, eventually fall in line behind whoever the candidate is. They'll, you know, hold their nose and think of England as they go into the voting booth. But Trump has actually (laughs) fractured that kind of discipline. Like, there's a whole no-Trump movement or never-Trump movement that is solely focused on just never let Trump in. Now, it's interesting who these people are. So, like, Mitt Romney, nay. Uh, George the First, nay. Jeb Bush, nay. So we have all these Republicans in power, and then we have all these Republicans that are just, you know, normal, that just don't want Trump, and don't want to have it on their conscience that they've voted for Trump, which I get it, I understand, but we're at that point now where it's, let's be clear here, it's either Hillary or Bernie, and, you know... Hills. It's going to be Hillary. It's going to be Hillary. Like, it's been Hillary. We knew it was going to be Hillary. She has been the presumptive nominee all along. It was never going to be Bernie. So, you get Hillary, who is slimy as slimy can get. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm going to probably vote for her. Between her and Trump. Her, between yeah. her and Trump, you know, it's, it's, it's not a question to me. Because Hillary Clinton doesn't have, like... The closest thing I know that she has as a conviction is that she likes hot sauce, which makes me like her a little bit more. But that's about it. Like, she's flip-flopped a lot because, you know, she's been in politics forever. Like, if you've been in politics a while, you're going to flip-flop if for no other reason than you're a human being. And, and to
1: stay on top of the game.
0: And ideally, your opinions change, as they should. If your opinions don't change over the course of your lifetime, you're a terribly boring person. And Hillary's just been in the game so long that she has stuff that she can be culpable for, right? Like, to some degree, she can be culpable for the stuff that Bill did. The don't ask, don't tell thing, that was under Bill Clinton. A lot of the war on drugs, that was under Clinton. Super predators. So, we have all this, these problems, and it's gotten to the point where, here's a fun stat. You want to know the least popular names this year? They're Donald and Hillary, in terms of like baby names. They are way down than what they usually are. So there are like no children being named Donald uh, aren't and Hillary. Are you surprised this year. though? No, I'm not. But I'm just saying these both these people are so disliked that it's like affecting everything. Uh,
1: you, you're saying disliked, hated, But yet they're the front runners.
0: Well, that gets. There's always been a tide of inevitability with Hillary. Her slogan is, we're ready for Hillary, which is such a passive-aggressive, like, we're ready for Hillary, I guess. It's just this defeatist attitude. You're voting
1: for us now, right? You're doing it now. Vote for me now. You didn't
0: do it last time. Well, that's what it's going to be. Like, it's provable that negative campaigns, and this is going to be an awful one, right? This is going to be so filthy. Which will be god. entertaining. Right? You're oh god, you have you not thought about this? No, I didn't, but you're uh Yeah, like the next five months are gonna be awful.
1: Uh but you're right though, this Hills versus
0: uh Trump there, it's It's gonna be Ooh. filthy. Ooh. It's gonna make every other election within recent memory. Because it already look is cute. It, it already is
1: like pretty rough as it is already. Yeah. So when you get to the actual election
0: And it's provable... Mommy, and daddy are
1: fighting. I don't want to come out anytime soon.
0: It's provable that negative campaigns actually lower voter turnout. Like, fear is a good motivator sometimes, but everyone's just going to be like, I'm so f***ing sick and tired of this, right? It's like, I don't watch most TV. I don't watch all the ads, and frankly, I have a much better life for that. But even I get, like... Still a fair amount of political ads lately on like YouTube videos and whatever. And it's just going to be constant all the time. And then we have the never Trump people. If they want to talk about taxes, they want to talk about infrastructure, they want to talk about trade. I think we should talk about that. I don't agree with them, but I understand their points of view. It's when you get into the social stuff that I just... It's not really negotiable. (laughs) When you start calling all... Mexicans, rapists and thieves. It's like, well, you've kind of drawn a line there. So here's another scary in the future possibility. Go for it. So say the never Trump people do well. The system we have in place is not set up for three parties. There's a reason why we only have two parties and there's a reason why when you vote third party, you're really kind of throwing your vote away. I'm sorry. That's... But Jill Stein's amazing! I'm sure she is. Jill Stein,
1: the Green Party, should be president. Then she might. She Maybe that's true. And And I I, should vote for her. (laughs) But I won't, because... Yeah, voting third party is useless.
0: Because of the Electoral College, and because of everything the way it is, when we vote third party, we are actively voting against our own interests. Now, I agree. The two-party system is stupid, and it's fucked. (laughs) But we have it right now, and so you kind of have to fall into Two Republican camps. or Democrat unless it's like a local election. If you're a local guy, you might be able to swing it. The the highest you've ever gotten, not you, but as an independent, is senator. That's it. Bring back the Whig Party. <laughs> not well, our time. Well, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying there was the Whigs and I forget who else. There's always been two because that's the way it works. If you get a party that splits apart, then the third party that didn't split is always going to win. Like that's always how this works. Like the last poll showed the libertarian candidate with 11% of the vote. Now, just for comparison, the libertarian candidate back in 2012 got 1% of the vote. Now this adds up, right? So in America... For the Electoral College, it's a simple majority, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have the simple majority and then you're president. It's a bit more complicated than that, but go with it. Raymond's terms, yeah. What happens when you don't? What happens when no one has a majority? This has never happened in the past 200 years. The last time this has happened was around 1806 with John Quincy Adams. And what happens is, and this is in the Constitution, the House of Representatives chooses the president. And they do it through this weird system where, like, each state gets a vote. That's one vote. And so each, the House of Representatives chooses the president from the top three electoral vote getters. And the Senate chooses the vice president based on the top two. Which, to me, is a very weird way of doing that. But, again, I have an issue with how American government runs in general, not because of House you know, stupid it is, but how it's run, like not not the individuals themselves, but how it's run. I think for the most part, people go according to the systems that are in place ahead of time. And the reason why our system is as screwed up as it is, is because... It's not been challenged? Well, it's, it's not been challenged. It's not been changed because we're afraid to, you know... Shake the mold? Shake it, shake it up, fix it. And I get why, because the way you do that is a constitutional convention. And the problem with a constitutional convention is anything can be up for grabs. I have not heard that term since, like, middle school. There hasn't been a constitutional convention in a long time. Like, we're getting into, like, some obscure political bullshit here, where in order to affect real change, we got to, like, essentially tinker with the OS of the United States, and we don't know what happens when we start screwing with the code right gotcha yeah. anyways Trump's a dick Hillary's a dick well fine what's the the word is and it would be get beeped I
1: feel like, yeah I feel like you can't really say that so I'm like uh. she's a strong independent woman
0: mm.
1: yeah actually I won't argue well, that
0: she Hillary, is Hillary comes from the
1: she's a strong independent woman I won't argue that yeah. like for, like sincerely like I will agree to that
0: Hillary comes from the tradition where women had to do everything better than men in order like, to be taken seriously. Well, it's like that twice. That they were twice as hard to get yeah. half the respect. Exactly. And, and <clears throat> as a result, she worked in politics. And you can't work in politics without getting filthy. And this is coming back to haunt her. So, we have all these people who've been around for too long and have too much dirt, Hillary. They are morally and probably ethically corrupt, Trump. That's or,
1: ambiguous for him.
0: Well... Or, or he's just a giant troll. Either way. Well, I mean, all of the above. Yeah. Actually, he is reaches he caught, out to the dark part of America, and is I don't he mean Trump that really, though. Ugh.
1: Is he really, or is he just like that eight-year-old that you know <laughs> never no really imagine. grew up and
0: just kind of did things their way? I mean, Donald Trump arguably is an eight-year-old. I don't mm-hmm. deny that he has about the same vocabulary. <laughs> I mean, like, I he, use the best words, the best. Well, no, I mean seriously, it's like it's like that eight-year-old that kind of just like kind
1: of just grew up. Well, I mean, they didn't grow up, they just kind of just, like, got older, you know, and kind of just, like, pure, innocent corruption kind of thing. Like, that pure, innocent, like, evil villain that, like, they don't know they're bad, they think they're doing good things, but it's, like, they're not aware that they're doing all this harm around them.
0: They have no sense of morality It was never taught to them. Yeah. It does kind of feel that way. Are you saying he has affluenza?
1: If the doctors say it is, then who am I to argue yeah. I do not argue against science, <laughs> unlike a certain fellow that I we may be talking about at this very moment.
0: Mm. So, and then you have Sanders, who is frankly too good for this world, and you know a bit too.
1: So is he, is, that, is he the opposite of Trump as in the hero that we he, need?
0: He's to the deserve? anti-Trump, and he's to some degree they, like he's been in politics a while, but he's never really gotten too. Anyway, yeah. so long story short, Trump really just appeals to the base nature of america and he's been dragging out these nasty bits that have been hiding in the shadows just stewing from all the changes that have been happening it's scary right it's it's scary that you know the <laughs> the white domination of america is slowly coming to an end it's scary that there are more atheists now than there ever were before it's, you know, it's scary that, I guess, you know, Spanish is becoming more of a thing and we're having to integrate and talk to people who aren't like us. <gasps> like, I get people who have a knee-jerk reaction to that being not the thing they want. You know, they want to quote, make America great again. They want to want to make America like the America they used to know. You know, the one where all that stuff of the Black Lives Matter movement was swept under the rug because, you know, it just wasn't shown. You know, if some black people got killed, no one cared. They never showed it on the TV. So everything was always nice and sunny.
1: I noticed also that uh, when I was watching the, like, Donald Trump in a nutshell thing I told you about, (laughs) I also watched one where it was like, Joe goes to a Donald Trump rally. One of the things I noticed, though, is the backlash about political correctness having to tiptoe around every single issue. Yeah. And Trump does not tiptoe. No, he doesn't. In the slightest bit, which resonates with a lot of people. And you can't really fault them too much for that Mm because, I mean, it does get frustrating at times how, like, every little thing you say can be taken offensively. Granted, sometimes things you say are legit offensive. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about that guy who, um, he got in trouble with the government because he was, like, he had been stealing property for years, he got busted, and then, like, he had, like, his own little, like... Some militia men side like, rallying around him.
0: Oh, I, the, uh... The militia standoff out west in, uh, It was not
1: Oregon. Not the one in Oregon, though. No? But he did... A different one. He did, though, kind <laughs> of, like, chill with them for a while, though, because, like, yeah, I'm gonna agree to them, too, but... I wanna say he was, like, in Texas, I wanna say, but, like... I don't remember his name. doesn't matter, because... This is about, like, three years ago, I wanna say. At least three years ago. Um, anyways... Like... He also kind of went on record and saying like, ah, oh, I believe that the blacks were doing better in slavery and all that. See, some folks would say, ah, oh, and people got mad about him for saying that. And some folks say, oh, that's just the PC police just, you know, being all rampant and all. And from those, no, that's kind of a mess up thing to say. Yeah. That we were better off in slavery. That's that's uh, kind of a bigger differ there. But then some would say, "You guys are so much better off now, which self-hating happens no matter where you go yeah and internet's a f- weird thing and also just look at go to Hip Hop, and it's one of those you're proving us, you're proving them right guys you're proving them right stop it it's a terrible thing there's some terrible things on Hip Hop, and I'm, that's just examples you know? I'm
0: pretty sure this show is gonna make my search history really weird by the end of it
1: <laughs> anyways but yeah politics leaves you slimy because that's the nature of the game yeah Social movements like Black Lives Matter and the Never Trump, they're social wars. I mean, take them for what they are, but don't take them too seriously.
0: Well, here's what's going on. We are reaching a time of political awareness that we haven't really seen since the 70s. And we don't talk about the 60s and the 70s much because crazy shit went down back then, like riots in the streets. And we're not that far away from that.
1: You've already kind of had it already. Yeah, we've
0: already kind of had it to some small degrees here and there. And honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if we get much more. Because America, like me and a lot of other people I know, have been kicking their problems down the way for a long time now, and we've run out of room to kick the can. And it's just there now, and we're having to address this. And... Trump is just making it worse because he's dragging all of these negative vibes out of the woodwork towards this social change that, well, for better not, or worse, is coming. That's not really a bad thing per se. I'm not saying it is. He's an agent of change. Now, Which is... Whether change is good or not it depends on how we do it. Right. Yeah, because sometimes if it needs to be addressed,
1: it needs to be addressed, you know, otherwise it's, as you said, the awkward elephant in the room that like, you know, we're just gonna ignore that? We're gonna ignore it? It's about time we address the, you know, the pachyderm, yeah. Yeah. So. And he's helping to do that. Yeah. And as you said, in a very unhelpful way. It just depends on, you know, how we, uh, handle it. Yeah. Which, will be interesting, which is a word. Interesting Mm. is definitely a word for it, I'd say. You know, which can mean, Kind of vague, but it'll be something. I wouldn't hope for the best, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't. It's gonna be ugly, mm.
0: and they said this election's gonna be.
1: If we're uh, if we're still
0: doing this by then, which I kind of hope we are, we, we we might have to like watch. We will have to these things and comment on them, and then feel our souls slowly disintegrate. <laughs> well, isn't that kind
1: of why? Like, part of the reason why like uh, Stuart kind of the daily show yeah he said well, it was kind of like just ruining his soul a little well, bit well
0: not only that but He's frankly he got to a point where people took him more seriously than the news news because no one trusted anyone else because the news was com- like the news is completely beholden the news is really what's brought trump this far because we can't trust it because the incentive system is <laughs> we're treating the news like we do entertainment and that's the problem, because the incentive system for entertainment leads us to shitty, shitty candidates like that. Trump.
1: There are, like, there are some le- legit news sources and all that stuff, but they're C-SPAN. Yeah, they're
0: boring as f***. No, I, I, I'm not debating the glories of Fox News and the fact that it's, you know, say what you will. It's way more interesting than, like, C-SPAN. C-SPAN has, you know, just the facts, ma'am, but... Who cares? Like, it's boring. The narrative isn't there. It's... There's nothing to see. You know, I'm better off looking at stuff online where I can go into my nice little bubble.
1: And that's kind of the issue. I mean, trying to balance sponsoring the news, doing it in a fashion that's, you know, entertaining, and actual like, unbiased. And Even though that's nearly impossible to do, have an unbiased, you know, factbook, because it's all about, you know, perspective.
0: And, you know, government funding for the news is a... Bad idea, too. That's why I said
1: money in the first place, you know, yeah. just no matter who like, who's funding it, really.
0: Yeah. You know, whoever's funding it has their own agenda. Yeah. And, and that's that's how we've gotten to this point, because they've put Trump ahead, because he is a great moneymaker. He always, like, he's always been a showman. That's his thing. Like, he's not a businessman first. He's a celebrity. He has that kind of charisma that just makes people like, come over and say, watch me, watch me, in the same way that you'll like, slow down to watch a car crash. And that's what's going on. We're all slowing down to watch the car crash that is the potential Trump presidency.